here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast on the Voices of Wrestling and Shake Them Ropes audio feeds is presented by the VOW affiliate link for Amazon. Visit voicesofwrestling.com slash Amazon anytime you're doing your shopping on Amazon and you help support the growth of the site when you make your purchases. There is no extra cost to you. All you have to do is bookmark this link, voicesofwrestling.com slash Amazon. Go and shop on Amazon like normal, whether you're looking for a new DVD, a new Blu-ray player, a new lawnmower if you got to mow your lawn as the summer approaches. Whatever you may be looking for on Amazon, you can help support this show at no extra cost by going through voicesofwrestling.com slash Amazon. We got a great show for you. The untitled Rob McCarran solo show. We're going to take your calls. We're going to answer your questions and comments on the Twitter feed. We're going to talk some new Japan pro wrestling ring of honor and WWE extreme rules coming up. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back in just a moment. All right. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening, downloading, checking us out. Welcome to all the Shake Them Ropes listeners, as well as Voices of Wrestling listeners. Welcome to anyone who might be catching this show for the first time. Of course, you're all catching this show for the first time, because this is a Rob McCarran solo show. I am Rob McCarran on the Shake Them Ropes and Voices of Wrestling podcast network feed. But I want to thank everyone who might be uh, listening to me for the first time. Maybe you don't listen to Shake Them Ropes. Maybe you don't listen to Voices of Wrestling, but you somehow found us for the first time. I want to thank you all. Today on the show, we have quite a bit on the agenda. We are heading into the weekend. A lot of stuff in pro wrestling coming up. We got New Japan's Best of the Super Juniors. We got NXT TV tapings from last night. We got... Extreme Rules coming on Sunday. Yes, another WWE pay-per-view here in the month of May. We got a lot of stuff going on. We got the NXT, uh, we got the WWE and NXT Cruiserweight Classic. Dates announced. We got uh, tickets on sale for a lot of the events. Some of the events have already sold out. The live finale on September 14th already sold out if you don't have your ticket already. So those are certainly hot tickets. And it looks like they opened up some extra seats for that show compared to NXT TV tapings. Some more people in the building for the Cruiserweight Classic versus what's in the building for NXT TV, possibly. So a lot, a lot, a lot to get through. Earlier in the week on Shake Them Ropes, on my Twitter feed, at Shake Them Ropes, I asked for questions, comments from anyone who may be interested to participate in the show. And we've got questions we'll get to later on. We're going to open up the phone lines later on, too. So any questions that the listeners may have, Follow me at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter because if we uh, if we continue doing solo shows like this, if we continue doing a little bit more uh, listener participation, that is where you will be able to get all the info. At Shake Them Ropes on Twitter is the place to be. I wanted to start today with something that uh, if you're a fan of pro wrestling Noah, if you're a fan of seeing new talents in NXT, this kind of hits both of those uh, food groups, if you will. 
Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste, formerly known as the Mighty Don't Kneel, TMDK, have debuted on television for NXT. They'll be on uh, TV in the next couple of weeks on the WWE Network. They've been given their new WWE names, their new WWE tag team name. It is TM61. TM61. Their new name, Shane Thorne and Nick Miller. Nick Miller, the new name. So they are going to be, basically, uh, you got Thorne as the T, Miller as the M, and then 6-1 is the country code for Australia. So there you go. You got the country code, little piece of home in their new tag team name. TM61 is the new tag team name. I want to play now a moment of the debut promo. WWE on Facebook, they went live before the NXT TV tapings, and we had an interview with Shane Thorne and Nick Miller with uh, Tom Phillips and Corey Graves. I want to play a piece of this and uh, see if you notice something that was quite hilarious in the interaction with Thorne and Tom Phillips. Now, let's get on to what we came here for. We're debuting a brand new tag team that many of you probably already know, but some of you will get to know for the first time. Please welcome our guests at this time, Mr. Shane Thorne and Mr. Nick Miller of TM61. Hi, hi Tom. <laughs> really good to meet you, Tom. It's great to meet you, Shane. You How are you? This is great. This is Nick, Corey. Yeah. What's going on? Uh... Not a lot. What's going on with you, bro? I want to ask, it's your first time here at NXT for both of you, Shane, Nick, and now you get to experience NXT. What was it like getting here and now that you're going to perform here tonight at Full Sail? Ah, the drive was pretty good here. Um, We're just down the... (laughs) You drove all the way from Australia. Did you take the train from Australia? Oh, the the long, like... Yeah, it's been a long journey, hasn't it, Mike? It's been a few years in the making now. We've been around the world. Now, before uh, before we sign off here on Facebook Live, would you mind explaining to the kind NXT universe what TM61 stands for? 6-1, Tom. 6-1. Pardon me. I'll take the complicated part. I'll let the easy part. Well, Thorne, Miller, TM. Pretty simple. Pretty self-explanatory. Pretty simple. Like I said, we've been around the world, and it's kind of nice that uh, to call home, we always just have to call plus 6-1. So it's always nice to carry a bit of home with us wherever we go around the world. Represent Australia. Yeah. That's it. Nice. Very cool. I knew that, Tom, because I, I do my research. He asked us really? earlier. Yeah, because it's explaining it to people who don't know. <laughs> well, so. I'm just explanation. Yeah. And knowing is it's half the battle. Did you guys get G.I. Joe in Australia? Yeah. Okay, I didn't that know was that. the boomerang oh. one. Oh, okay. That's the only one we got. That's it. <laughs> just on loop. Just on loop. <laughs> we got one episode. <laughs> that's it. And one action figure. That's all right. <laughs> you got the that's message. Exactly. Um, just thank you guys for joining us, and uh, best of luck, you guys, with your first match tonight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We're going to go get ready. Yeah. No, I'm good. I can stay. You can we can hang out. We have to go get ready. We actually have a match tonight. Mike says I have to go now. Come on, Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, did you catch that? Tom Phillips caught it on the first time. If you watched the video, Tom Phillips did catch it the first time, but he let it go. You know, Tom Phillips, a a, a senior broadcaster now, seemingly with WWE, as everyone under him seems to get let go. We had Alex Reyes released and uh, Rich Brennan released within the last two weeks from NXT. So Tom Phillips is there with uh, the new Nick Miller and Shane Thorne. And Shane hasn't quite gotten used to calling Nick Miller Nick yet referring to Nick Miller as Mike a couple of times. Of course, Nick Miller was formerly Mikey Nichols. So, uh, yeah, he hasn't quite got, you know, gotten the new name down yet. He hasn't uh, he hasn't gotten used to calling him Nick. So 
straight up calls him Mike twice during this uh, during this video. So he'll have to get on check with that. But oh my God, if this is the first time you've ever seen Shane Thorne and Nick Miller, the charisma, the the playfulness, the the chatty wit that Shane Thorne shows, that guy has a future in WWE for sure. I'm hopeful that the tag team has a future. You know, they'll be given their shot in NXT, but Shane Thorne, especially Shane Thorne seems to, uh, seems to get it. Nobody's got to do to get over, be a little charismatic, be, uh, be chatty. This is your, this is your time to experiment down there in NXT. So Nick Miller, you know, not the character from new girl. The first thing I thought of, if you watch the, uh, the American television show, new girl on Fox, surprisingly, one of the shows Fox did not cancel. They have their own little Nick Miller. So that is the new tag team scene. You got Nick Miller and Shane Thorne joining the ranks of Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, the Revival, American Alpha, and the Hype Bros. Of you know, Don't forget the Hype Bros. So we're getting a resurgence of the tag team scene, and it's uh, it couldn't come too soon because I look at, in the next three months, we're going to have the Dusty Classic coming back most likely. So they're going to have to have their fill of tag teams. What I am interested to look for, if you are a fan of NXT and bringing in different names, what will they do with the NXT Dusty Classic? Will we see a tag team from the WWE main roster enter? Will we just see a collection of some single stars like last year with Samoa Joe and Finn Balor? Or will it be all uh, all regular tag teams? Could we see some new tag teams come up and maybe debut some of the names that are currently in developmental but not on TV yet? Could we see some of that? Could we see a couple of guys from the Cruiserweight Classic stick around and team together in a Dusty Classic? Really interesting to see what kind of names they'll put together for the tournament this year because some of the other names are uh, either hurt or on the main roster now. Of course, the NXT TV tapings happened yesterday for the next couple of weeks of television, taping all the way to uh, June 8th's TakeOver special. The main event, of course, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor in a cage match. We also got the rematch announced for the Revival and American Alpha. So the Revival and American Alpha for the tag team titles right now on the docket for NXT TakeOver. The women's championship, the NXT women's championship will be defended with Asuka defending against Nia Jax. So Nia Jax, the woman who beat Bailey on NXT TV over the week, gets the championship match. And we have a big one that was announced. Now, if you want to avoid NXT TV spoilers, if you want to avoid TV uh, spoilers for NXT, jump ahead two minutes. Jump ahead two minutes in this podcast because we're going to give one away. And really, it's a match announcement. It's a match for TakeOver. Something that WWE.com basically lists all the time. They they don't care that these TV tapings uh, happen and won't make air. They get the news out there. They got TM61's debut out there. They've done it before when Bobby, you know, not Bobby Roode, but Eric Young when he showed up. They spoil their own stuff. But Shinsuke Nakamura will be going one-on-one with Austin Aries at NXT TakeOver. One, uh, one listener on the Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes basically asked, obviously not knowing yet about those, uh, about those spoilers, he asked with NXT TV the way that the Shinsuke Nakamura and Austin Aries tag match ended, with Austin Aries sticking out the hand but Shinsuke ignoring it to go on and uh, hit the Kinshasa and get the win. Will there be a storyline there? Will we see Shinsuke Nakamura going up against Austin Aries? And this has been speculated for weeks, especially when the spoilers got out there before this TV show aired and you heard all the reports about how Austin Aries went for the tag but didn't get it. Would he be upset? Now, it looks like what we're going to see is a respect angle, but we're going to see a match between the two. Austin Aries wasn't necessarily upset he didn't get the tag, but Shinsuke Nakamura did steal the glory, if you will, getting the win for his team 
on NXT TV this week. And now we got two high-level guys in NXT who want to go after the championship. And the championship right now is full. It's Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. So how about we take Austin Aries and Shinsuke Nakamura, put them up against each other, and see who, uh, see who the better man is. Who can be the next top contender after Samoa Joe or Finn Balor do away with each other. So that's a big match for NXT TakeOver on June 8th. Shinsuke Nakamura going up against Austin Aries. And as far as we know right now, it's going to be a respectful match. It's not a grudge match. It's just a who is the better man? Who, who will win? Who will become the top contender for the NXT Championship? And that's where you go into uh, SummerSlam and think, okay, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, you need a big match, fill a crowd in there. And that's where I think you're going to see Shinsuke Nakamura getting the championship shot against Samoa Joe. It was also interesting, no Bailey on the TV taping. She's still working the house show events, but they are playing up that injury, the, the injured knee that gave Nia Jax basically the time to recover and get the win over Bailey. So that'll keep Bailey out of this takeover, most likely off the entire show, but at least not in the title picture. And that gives Bailey her excuse. And then will she go on the re- road to redemption? Will she get her championship spot back? And get another chance at Asuka. And that, I think, is another storyline that'll go into play as we head into NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. So, a lot of stuff going on. I mean, this NXT TakeOver on June 8th is a really big show. Obviously, the first cage match in NXT history seems like a big deal. You know, you see cage matches all the time on WWE. They don't necessarily mean anything. You get a little uh, redundant in WWE. But, ooh, it's the first one in NXT. But you look at the guys who were in the cage match. You're not going to watch a cage match for Samoa Joe and Finn Balor? I am. I sure will. I think it's going to be one of the uh, better main events we've seen lately. You know, the Samoa Joe-Finn Balor matches have been really good, but I think we can see better. I think we can see better. And this very well may be the final one. So you know they're going to go all out. That's the NXT TV. We got Extreme Rules on Sunday. WWE Extreme Rules. Coming up on Sunday, Jeff and I went through the card on Shake Them Ropes this week. Shake Them Ropes episode 149. To let everyone know, too, after Extreme Rules on Sunday, Jeff and I will be back with a live episode of Shake Them Ropes. Very, 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 very live. Voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube is the site to go to. Voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube. Go there. We will be live on video and audio after Extreme Rules. We'll talk all about the show, all about the future direction. It will also be available on a podcast on this very Shake Them Ropes or VOW podcast feed. So if you can't watch it live after Extreme Rules, I know it's late on the East Coast. It's impossibly early on uh, on European time. If you are one of our UK listeners, if you're in Australia, I know we got some people listening in Australia. All over the world, the Shake Them Ropes is. We will be on the podcast feed so you can catch it at your convenience. But go subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is free. Hang out with us after Extreme Rules. But this pay-per-view, when we recorded Shake Them Ropes, we did it on Tuesday, right before the SmackDown tapings. And there, were, there was a match on this show that wasn't official yet, but is now official. The Usos going up against Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows in a Texas Tornado match. This match is happening on the pay-per-view. It is one of seven matches currently scheduled for the pay-per-view card, plus one pre-show match. The pre-show match being Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin in a no DQ. Uh, so because we didn't get a chance to preview the Usos in the club match, I wanted just to mention this one here at least. 
as we go through this card. Very interesting that they, they've been basically promoted with Roman Reigns and AJ, you know, possibly being involved in the main event with the main event being an extreme rules match. They, they weren't promoting a match between these two teams. They were being promoted as part of the storyline for the world heavyweight championship. And now we get a match between these two. I'm very curious if this match is added, especially with it being a Texas tornado match. So both of them in the ring at the same time, no tags. They just can go all out. I'm very curious to see if maybe they use this match as a storyline device to take both teams out to question whether either team will be able to interfere in the main event, possibly basically keeping the main event to a one-on-one. No Usos, no club. You're on your own, AJ. You're on your own, Roman. I could see a no contest here. I really could see a no contest where they just do maybe one crazy spot. Maybe someone goes through an announce table. Maybe someone takes a dive off the stage. Something happens to where both teams are taken out. Could be where only one team is taken out, too. Maybe just one. Maybe Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows get the better of the Usos, and the Usos are gone. Bye-bye. Now we all think AJ Styles is going to win the match no problem. He's got the club by his side, and Roman's all out there by himself. Maybe someone shows up. A lot of intrigue in this main event. I really am excited for the main event. I I told Jeff on Shake Them Ropes. I I think this main event for the second straight pay-per-view, you put the same match out there, you add the Extreme Rules you know, in-ring, really excited for it. The buildup has been great. AJ and Roman look like two superstars. And now they're going up for the big title one week before John Cena returns. And they're going to go out there and have a WWE main event. And I'm really anticipating a classic here. Eh, you may say Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns can't have a classic match. No one's going to remember these Roman Reigns matches. Hey, dude's good. Dude has served his purpose well in the last two months, really the last year. When he has to get it done, he most of the time gets it done in the ring. You can say his promos are goofy. He tries to smile and make jokes too much, and maybe that's so. But in the ring, he's been really good. You got the Usos in the club, Texas Tornado match, Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho in the uh, goofy cage with all the weapons, which I'm pretty sure I saw a toilet bowl on top of the cage. The Miz versus Kevin Owens versus Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. Infinite possibilities if Sami Zayn wins the title here. I think Miz will retain. But a lot of possibilities if Sami Zayn wins. Because your next pay-per-view after this is Money in the Bank. Maybe you have an Intercontinental Championship Money in the Bank match. Maybe you have a world title Money in the Bank. So you, you basically get the challenge for that specific championship anytime. A lot of possibilities if Sami Zayn wins. A lot of possibilities to see where Kevin Owens goes at Money in the Bank. Does he go for the world title? Does he go for the Intercontinental title? if they do have separate Money in the Bank ladder matches. Charlotte and Natalya for the Women's Championship in a submissions match. This one got the main event slot on Raw. So obviously they're trying to play this up as a little bit more important. Kalisto and Rusev. I think Rusev wins the US title here. If if, uh, Jeff did this with me on Shake Them Ropes, if he put the odds at one and a half for the number of championship changes here on the pay-per-view, would I go under or would I go over? And I told him under. I think there's one title that gets changed here. And my pick for that title that gets changed is the U.S. championship. So I think Rusev wins. You have the New Day defending the tag team titles against the Villains. I think we see Big E and Kofi go up. And uh, the Villains have a program with Enzo and Cass ready to go based on their number one contendership match. Maybe that was the plan all along. Maybe it's a new plan with the injury. I don't know, but I think the Villains might take this one. I can see the Villains going up and then they go on to Enzo and Cass. And where does that leave the New Day? I don't know. Maybe the Wyatt family come back. We see a little bit of a, a group warfare again. 
And of course, your main event, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles. That is Extreme Rules coming up Sunday. Again, we'll be back with Shake Them Ropes Live right after Extreme Rules on Sunday. So go subscribe now. Get ready for it. The, uh, the link is already up at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash YouTube. If you go there right now, you can like the video. You can bookmark it so you make sure to join us. And there's a chat room, too, so you can chat with other listeners in real time uh, by going to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash YouTube and getting ready for that live show that will take place at 11.10 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. We will also have a regular episode of Shake Them Ropes on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, talking the fallout of that show, the build-up to the return of John Cena, and whatever may happen on Raw. Let me ask this. If you're listening to the show, Maybe you gave it five minutes and you're gone and I'm not talking to you anymore. Maybe you're still listening and maybe you're enjoying it. Hey, I I thank you if you're enjoying it. It's just me talking to myself. In a minute, we're going to be talking to others. We're going to open up the phone line, see what questions start pouring in. Later on the show, we're going to answer the viewer and listener mailbag. Questions that were sent in via Twitter or email. We're going to open that up. And after that, we're going to talk about the best of the Super Juniors from New Japan. But... This is not an episode of Shake Them Ropes. Obviously, Jeff Hawkins, my usual cohort, is not here. We're not just talking WWE on that show. We are we're on this show. We're going to talk about the best of the Super Juniors for New Japan. We're going to talk about Ring of Honor announcing some matches for their return to St. Louis area. We're going to talk about some of these other promotions here. PWG also has a show tonight as I'm recording this. So this is not an episode of Shake Them Ropes. But if, I, if this is a regular thing, maybe we do a, uh, a pre-weekend show here on the Voices of Wrestling Network on the Shake Them Ropes audio feed. We're probably going to have to think of a name for the show. If you have ideas, if we do this regularly, and if we do it regularly, I really hope that we can get some audience participation. I would love to get your calls, your questions, your comments, make you a large part of the show. wonder what we should name it. Should we get a cool name? Should it be, should it be the lazy Oh Rob McCarran show? Graps Pod? The Wrestling Weekend Podcast. What's the name? Send in name suggestions at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter or the email address. Their email address is rob at voicesofwrestling.com. Rob at voicesofwrestling.com. But send in your suggestions. What, what should we name this show if it becomes a regular, whether it's weekly, whether it's bi-weekly, whatever the case may be? What should the name of a solo show hosted by myself be? Hey, if you want to suggest, hey, don't do this regularly. We don't need you by yourself. We Maybe just stick to Shake Them Ropes. You're better that way. Well, that's fine too. Tell me that. Maybe that'll be the name of the show. Maybe this solo show, hosted by yours truly, will be called, Do We Really Need More Rob McCarron? May have found a winner of a name. We'll be right back with your calls next. If you're a fan of Shake Them Ropes, you know we've been running down the top 100 matches on WWE Network to watch before you die. It's a list WWE.com put out about a year and a half ago. Well, now WWE Shop has in book form the greatest 100 matches ever. The 100 greatest matches in a hardcover book available at WWE Shop. You can get it right now at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash WWE Shop. If you buy this, if you're buying a couple of shirts, or if you're making any purchase on WWE Shop, go through VoicesOfWrestling.com slash WWE Shop. Any order over $50, you can save $5 by entering promo code WWE Voices 5. That's WWE Voices and the number 5. Enter that code at checkout. You can save $5 off of any order over 50 
whether you're getting the new Kevin Owens shirt, the new Shinsuke Nakamura shirts that are out, or anything at WWE Shop. Visit voicesofwrestling.com slash WWE Shop. Promo code WWE Voices 5. And we go to the phones. It is Alan via Skype. Alan, how are you today? I'm fine, Rob. How are you? I'm doing quite well. What's on your mind on this uh, Friday afternoon for me? I believe evening for you. Yeah, evening over here. Um, I was just um, having some thoughts about the Trevor Lee CWF Mid-Atlantic um, kind of long matches he's having at the moment. And um, your thoughts on, you know, the matches themselves. Do you feel it's going to be turning into a bit of a trope with him always working these long matches? So from the lives crowd's perspective, they're not going to believe anything early on because these matches are going 40, 50, 60, up to 90 minutes a match at the moment. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I got to believe that a lot of people out there aren't necessarily familiar with what's going on with Trevor Lee, but he's he's had these really long matches, as you've alluded to. What we were just two months removed uh, from a match that went uh, what two hours nearly. Uh, yeah, it went it went somewhat long, ninety minutes, two hours. It was uh, insanely long. I thought. Yeah, so I wonder if this is a situation where he just wants to experiment. Or maybe this is something where it'll pay off at some point in like a, a three minute match. Uh, so I, I'm not exactly. What do you think is going on with this? Like, do you think this is going to be a thing where uh, it's going to go on for so long and actually play a part in a storyline or he's just proving how athletic he is? Well, I think it's a bit of both. I think he's improved. He's basically shown how athletic he is and how he can work these matches. And to be fair, the matches aren't, you know, um, awful by any means whatsoever i mean the, the match that he had this um this week on the um youtube show um it was him versus cedric alexander and you know it was you know arguably four-star match for me anyway and you know it went about 55 minutes i, I just think the problem i have with trevor lee and, and a lot of indie workers at the moment is just the over-reliance on kind of kicks strikes you know spin kicks all the time and there's it's too much of that for me, you know, throughout his matches. But I think for 55 minutes, it's very hard to keep people interested for the full thing unless you're, you know, a super, super worker. But, you know, he, yeah. did, he did a good job. And, you know, I was I was happy with the work. But I think the point is really with him working these long matches is it's putting a lot more eyeballs on CWF Mid-Atlantic um, who, um, you know, are getting quite a few people commenting on them and following him on the shows and things. So I think it helps them as much as it helps him. Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely agree because now you're getting people talking about Trevor Lee more for CWF Mid-Atlantic and for uh, some other things out there versus TNA. I mean, more people I have heard talk about Trevor Lee outside of TNA uh, than him, him being in TNA, where he's been somewhat of a big deal. And that's uh, that's an interesting factor, too, when you talk about TNA versus the Indies, how you have so much focus now on the Indies and TNA, well you know, wanting to believe they're the number two promotion out there is kind of just being forgotten before they're even gone. Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I won't ever really go out my way to seek anything from TNA just because I'm just so turned off by the product. Years and years of just stuff that, you know, has really, really kind of disappointed me. I've invested time in the past and I'm, I'm done with them. So if he's working elsewhere, I'll, I'll, I'll seek him out. But for TNA, unfortunately, is going to be a blind spot for me. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And I, I think he's in a blind spot in TNA, which is crazy to think because you would CWF Mid-Atlantic should be the blind spot. Honestly, I mean, for regular viewers out there in the U.S., CWF Mid-Atlantic would be the blind spot. And now more people are talking about him, at least in the uh, in the Internet universe out there. More people are talking about his work 
on the indies versus what he's doing in TNA. I don't even know what he, honestly, I don't know what he's doing in TNA. Like I, um, I follow TNA. Cruiserweight champ- oh, sorry, X Division champion. The I think he X, was at some point. The X Division champion of the world, and maybe he made a mistake going to TNA so early because I would have had to have think that Trevor Lee could have been one of these names we'd see pop up on WWE Network this summer with the Cruiserweight Classic. No. Yeah, for sure. I think he's uh, definitely would have been in the mix, but you know he's he's with TNA now, and I think that's going to potentially hurt him for the next few years. But you know things change in wrestling, and never say never. They very much do. Alan, I want to thank you so much for the call and uh, joining us today. Uh, we do have another caller on the line, Vinny for uh, for Skype. Are you there? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing quite well, Vinny. I believe this is the uh, the first time you've ever called into one of our shows here. This is very true. I was uh, I usually don't have uh, the time because you know usually I'm pretty busy during the day, but I uh, I just so happen to be on a a downtime and I noticed that you were alone. I'm like, well, like let, let me help out my buddy. I, I've done some alone uh, podcasts before. It's it's not the it's not the best thing to do, but I wasn't sure is uh, what you guys were talking about uh, or uh, I guess I just missed Mr. Allen, which is uh, which uh, I appreciate all of his uh, YouTube uh, content that he puts up. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't, if you guys don't know Alan, Alan Blackstock, search for him on Twitter. He does uh, a lot of cultivating of different playlists on YouTube. So if you're a, a fan of Bob Backlund, for example, you can go find his Bob Backlund uh, playlist uh, as an example. So there's a ton of stuff out there. Vinny, we are talking about really anything in the world of pro wrestling at all that's going on right now. This is a, uh, it's an interesting Friday solo show. And you're right, doing a uh, solo podcast sometimes can be quite lonely. Uh, there's no one to rely on. There's no breaks. I, you can't take a sip of water. It, it can be lonely sometimes. Right. Well, I mean, geez, there's, there's so many topics, but then at the same time, there's, there's not, it's kind of weird right now, the way it is in wrestling. Like I know there's a pay-per-view on this weekend, but there, I, there's I truly w- have. Yep. W- there- WWE extreme rules is happening on Sunday. Ring of honor gets back into action action in a couple of weeks. New Japan is starting the best of the super juniors tomorrow, but I feel like everyone's kind of all talked out about best of the super juniors because they've known the lineups for a week and a half. So you're like just waiting for it to start. And then uh, you got Lucha underground going on. PWG is running tonight. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, but I, I get your point because while a lot of stuff may be going on, it's not necessarily a lot of stuff for everyone because you might be interested in one or two of those things, but not everything. Exactly. What? It's kind of weird because it's, yeah, there's plenty of wrestling. I mean, that's, I mean, I think wrestling right now is so, you know, it's so exciting because there's just so many options. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, you would think like WWE has all these, these talents that they brought in, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like they're, they're not, I think they're not using they're not taking their full advantage of of the of the guys they have. I don't know. I mean, I, I would have thought they would have done something by something more with the with you know with the uh, gallows and uh, uh, you know and you know with with Doc and uh, and Machine Gun and you know and then AJ Styles. I don't know. I, I kind of I, I kind of feel I was hoping for more. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I know. I think I was just expecting way more. And I guess uh, I got I mean, you know my, I I was let down from my own. From you know, from in my own brain, I guess, but yeah. you know, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird. I mean, will you watch? Shows, I mean, will you watch I mean, the pay per view on Sunday? Like, are, are you going to be watching this Extreme Rules show on Sunday? Um, I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. Actually, that's a good. I, I might actually, I might catch the replay. Okay. Like on Monday. 
and AJ Goldberg Styles whenever. AJ Styles being in the main event of the show. You uh you don't think that's a high enough profile or do you feel he's just fodder there for Roman Reigns until all the big guns like John Cena and Randy Orton come back? That's what I'm thinking. It's just because it's an extreme rules pay-per-view, which usually it's not one of those pay- it's it's kind of it's not a throwaway pay-per-view where there's kind of nothing going on, but it's one of those pay-per-views where there's so much extra, you know, it's it's almost like hey, it's extreme rules. It's okay that we have weird you know you know um just insane finishes because it's extreme rules that's you know you're expect you're expecting it if that makes any sense you know i mean i'm just expecting run-ins upon run-ins upon run-ins which kind of is letting me down because it's like okay fine i i, I to be honest with you i was kind of digging the heel roman reigns where they were going with it but i heard reports that they were making aj styles a heel at the house shows which is not good because I mean, you look at Roman Reigns' moveset and you look at AJ Styles' moveset, and that's definitely that, that's opposite. Roman Reigns is the one with the heel moveset, and AJ Styles, I mean, geez, he does so much awesome flashy stuff that how can he be a heel? Well, that's an interesting uh, topic, too, because AJ Styles had a really good heel run in TNA, which, you know, the WWE audience as a whole probably doesn't remember because it was in TNA at that time. But we had similar talking points, did we not, when Seth Rollins went heel from the Shield? Right, because we, exactly. we thought, Yeah, exactly. Seth Rollins has this big, flashy move set. He does all the cool moves. People are going to want to cheer him. And they did a really good job of kind of not grounding him, per se, but he did cut down a little bit of the crazy spots. He he used them sparingly. Sure, and, but, what, but, but what made him a heel, though? The, the reason why Seth Rollins was a heel, because he had, he opened the show with Stephanie and Triple uh, H. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's I mean that I mean I don't care what how many 630s you do or whatever 450s <laughs> if you open the show if you open every every week with you know with the promo yeah. you're going to you're going to hate the guy too. So it's kind of like all right fine let's go ahead and you know and make him a heel I grant it but you know so now they're going to make AJ Styles a heel by putting him with two guys who are super over I that's not you know, they're going to get cheered. They're going to, it's like, it's like the NWO and they're not going to, you know, the NWO is like, oh, well, let's just have them do run-ins because that's going to make them hate them. No, no not really. Yeah. People are actually going to dig them. You I know do, what I mean? I do wonder so, too, if maybe they're just experimenting on the live events, Uh, you know, experimenting to see how the crowd would react to a heel AJ Styles at this point and what actually happens on TV might be different. But uh, I, I feel like experimenting on the house shows is something they can certainly do without, uh, us maybe overreacting sometimes. Sure, and I and I trust I I completely agree. That's what house shows are. You know, they're supposed to be like that. That's why NXT is supposed to be supposed to be experimenting on oh, yeah. gimmick and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, but so what do you? So do you think Roman Reigns is going to be the the babe face or the heel? I mean, who, what's going to happen with this main event? Because I, I, I mean, I can I can I can assure you, uh-huh. the Usos are going to be the baby faces against Doc, uh, Gallows and Anderson. Oh, for sure. So, so then when at the end of the night, when I'm sure there's going to be run-ins with those two teams, what's going to, who's going to be the heel? Who's going to be the face? I believe what we're going to see is the crowd reacting more positively towards AJ Styles. And it'll depend on what they do as far as run-ins. Uh, because if you have Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows coming in and, and beating up Roman Reigns three on one, the crowd might kind of go towards the favor of Roman Reigns a little bit. What I'm interested in the fact that they added this tornado match with Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson against the Usos, uh, as we talked about on Shake Them Ropes this week, I almost figure that what they'll do is have 
some kind of wild brawl where both teams are taken out and that takes them out of the main event picture to where it might actually be AJ and Roman one-on-one. Just a singles. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, which, which by the way, is, is awesome that they did that because I think the Uso style is more to- geared towards, you know, a tornado-style match. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, don't, oh, yeah. I don't like when they do this whole, you know, you know, just drag on the hot tag. It's kind of because their hot tag is nice, but, you know, it's not like, um, uh, you know, like, you know, a lot of other teams that they have, we have, that they, they're there. It's, I'm just, cu- I am curious to see what, where they're going with this. Cause like I said, it was going, you know, everyone was just so hot when they got signed and, and you know, it, 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 it really did fizzle a lot quicker than I thought it was going to be. But, you know, I, th- I think, I think when, when, um, uh, when Samoa Joe beat uh, Finn and then he didn't show up on Raw, I think everyone just kind of went, ugh. They're going to no. drag they're gonna drag on this for like another year. So that part was, I think that part kind of took, took it out a bit. Yeah, I would, I would say that some of the, some of the crowd was probably taken out a little bit on that. It, it's, it's an interesting time because we talk about how extreme rule extreme rules usually is the pay-per-view after WrestleMania too. So we get a lot of those rematches and a lot of uh, finishing of the feuds that weren't necessarily right. finished at WrestleMania. Here it is after payback. So we got some new programs while we also have the finishing of this AJ Roman program. And it is to be unexpected. We don't know what's going to happen. We have John Cena, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, and and uh, Seth Rollins coming back. There's a lot of names coming back. They're not all going to be able to be at the top of the food chain. And we have AJ Styles around here. So who is going to fit where is the big question I feel we're going to see coming out of uh, not only this pay-per-view, but the following weeks ahead on Raw. Exactly. I'm just really hoping that their long term which i mean it's probably not because it's probably gonna be with Roman reigns i really hope that we get <laughs> wishful thinking though of course as a as a as such a wrestling fan that i am is like a aj styles versus seth rollins wrestlemania match but i'm sure it's not gonna happen because it's gonna be something with the big you know the bigger guys that you know that vince likes but one can only hope right hey i tell you you know, AJ Styles at WrestleMania, Seth Rollins. I don't, I think you may be onto something. I, I feel like that's certainly a match that we'll see at some point, And it very well could be a match that we see on a big show like WrestleMania, or, you know, it could happen at TLC and it could be the opener of TLC for all I know. Uh, but exactly. But, yeah, or, but, or, or, or who knows? They'll, they'll, they'll uh-huh. make us hit them again and just put them like in a 19 man, whatever ladder match again or something, you know, weird, but. Oh yeah. An, op- I, I, an opening battle Royal on SmackDown could be the first time ever match between AJ Styles and, and Seth so yeah. they could do that. But anyways, I, I yep. love, I, I love the show. Absolutely. Uh, Vinny. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, helping us out here on this oh, Friday afternoon calling show. No problem. And by the way, CM Punk will never, ever find the UFC. Just letting you know. Never. Thank you for yeah. letting me know, Vinny. No problem. We go to the phone lines again. We have area code 419 on the line. 419, your name and where you're calling from. I'm Ed, and I'm from Ohio. Hi, from Ohio. We got a caller here. How are you today, and what is okay. on your mind? Um, I'm just curious, not so much who thinks going to win the match Sunday, but who has better hair, Roman Reigns or AJ Styles? I got to say right now it has to be Roman Reigns. I am not a fan of the AJ Styles long hair look right now, especially when he's on television after you can tell he's worn a hat all day long. Uh, his AJ Styles hair right now looks like the hair you would see on a 2011 era WWE video game where it kind of just sticks out at the bottom because the graphics weren't super great yet. Uh, Roman Reigns, to, and, and you know Roman Reigns is spending an hour and a half just watering down his hair before he comes out in the ring. You can tell that. But right now, if uh, if you're asking me whose hair is better, 
I would have to say Roman Reigns. Is that an unpopular opinion, do you think? Or uh, or is Roman Reigns the clear winner as I have it? I think Roman's the clear winner. In fact, I think Brett was brought in at that pay-per-view. It had nothing to do with Natty. It was just to teach Roman Reigns how to further wet that hair down and make it look amazing. Yeah, sometimes you just got to teach uh, a guy how to do his hair. And if he wants to be a main eventer, he's got to have main event hair. And AJ Styles right now does not have main event hair, if that's a thing. Um, right now, yeah, there's a there's a toss-up for number one in the WWE hair game because Brad Maddox is no longer there. I mean, Brad Maddox was the clear winner until he got released, and now it's kind of open for debate who the number one in hair game is. And now with Dana Brooks here, I, I think she has a claim, man. It does a very tight grade on SmackDown. Yeah, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke could be the number one in a lot of things. Um, as we head into Extreme Rules, will the hair of Roman Reigns be the deciding factor? Is Who's walking out the world champion coming on Sunday? Roman Reigns, and it is clearly because of his hair. Uh, it's a Samson-like thing where I think he draws power from the hair. I don't, AJ just doesn't, he just has head, he, Roman has more head hair. There's, so there's no disqualifications. I mean, Roman Reigns' hair is long enough too, just to choke AJ out. I don't know why more people don't do this. I don't, especially with, uh, you know, Charlotte and Natalia, Charlotte's got the clear advantage in the hair length. Just, just, uh, you know, apply that hair lock on. I hope somebody from WWE is listening so they can take that finish and we can see someone get choked out with their hair. If, if they do that finish then we know someone from WWE is listening because there ain't no one else. There ain't no other podcast out there that has a two minute long hair discussion, Roman versus AJ complete with fantasy booking on ways to use the hair as a part of a finish. There is no one else. I take claim. It is on the copyright, put it on the scroll. All things hair belong to this very podcast. All right. We go to the phone lines here too. I didn't know if I quite had you. Is it Osman Osman on the Skype line? Yeah, that's right. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing very well, Osman. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from London in the UK. London, great. I, I, yep. I figured when we did this uh, this call-in show at 2 p.m. Eastern here on the East Coast of the United States, I figured that was probably a prime time for those in Europe to be able to call in and those who don't usually get to call into our shows as they're happening at like 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and that's turned out to be true. How is it going over there in London? Um, yeah, not bad. It is around 8 p.m. at the moment. Prime time, baby. Yeah, prime time. All yeah, kids are tucked into bed. Everything else. So, oh, uh, oh, very good. And what is the hot topic going into this weekend uh, on your mind here in the world of wrestling? Um, it's not necessarily a hot topic uh, for this weekend, but more a general point around and and a bit of a rant as as a preamble around okay. Jerry and his commentary. Now, I don't know if on SmackDown if he's toned down his kind of heelish quote-unquote ways. But I just feel that it just verges into, as opposed to Bobby Heenan, who was a really, really good heel commentator, I just feel, and Corey Graves as well on NXT, I just feel like Jerry Lawler's commentary verges into childishness, um, name-calling, and also um, I think borderline bullying as well, and WWE is very Mm -hmm. big but him saying about Neville, for example, um, I think he was um, teaming with the Lucha Dragons. Uh-huh. And he said about Neville, well, maybe Neville should be behind the mask type thing. Of course, insinuating yes. that he's ugly or yep. you know, pulling out people's kind of haircuts and saying somebody looks stupid and that kind of thing. I just, it just, it doesn't add anything. And it, to me, it's just 
quite uncomfortable, especially with this whole kind of anti-bullying. It should be, I, I think he can do better. I, I feel I think the WWE can do better and he could learn lessons from, as I mentioned, uh, Bobby Heenan previously and also what uh, Corey Graves is doing on NXT at the moment. No, I believe you're right. And I wonder, uh, you mentioned how WWE is very anti-bullying. While they're publicly anti-bullying from things we've seen on screen, especially as you point out, Jerry Lawler's commentary in a lot of situations, they're not necessarily anti-bullying on their television product. Yeah. And, and that's the disconnect there. And I wonder if Jerry Lawler is doing this type of commentary uh, because he's been on the commentary team for, you know, 20 years. If he knows what Vince McMahon likes and this is what Vince McMahon likes and expects. So that's why he does it. I don't necessarily know if he gets the biggest kick out of doing all this or yeah. if that's just what Vince expects of him on commentary. Because I would almost believe it's the uh, it's the latter there where he's doing this commentary because he knows Vince likes it. And we've seen Vince do this sort of stuff when he's on the microphone uh, himself. He's kind of a bully himself in a lot of ways. Um, so, I, yeah, well, I, I, I think you're right. Jerry Lawler's commentary at, at many times is degrading. It's childish. It's also, uh, you know, tired. He's on SmackDown. I don't watch SmackDown as thoroughly as I watch Raw. So I, I have kind of gotten away from it. I almost don't even, I don't miss Jerry Lawler on commentary, but I'm also not tired of him at the same time because I've almost had a year-long vacation to Jerry Lawler. I, I, th I think for myself, that was probably the most grating thing about getting back into SmackDown, which at times can be a, a better show from an in-ring perspective, definitely. Sure, yeah. But one of the most difficult aspects, and even watching like a, a really good Jericho versus Styles match, for example, and watching that, but having Jerry Lawler saying, well, AJ Styles, look, I mean, to be fair, AJ Styles' haircut, not the most flattering, to be honest. But we, did you, think... we know the last caller literally asked us whose hair was better, AJ Styles or Roman Reigns. We are now two calls in a row talking oh, wow. about AJ Styles' hair. Not a fan. I, I likened AJ Styles' hair to a 2011 WWE video game style haircut with the poor graphics where it just kind of sticks out at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> yes, AJ Styles' hair is certainly a uh, a hot topic in the world. Yeah, there's our hot topic for the weekend. It's AJ Styles' hair and what's wrong with it. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like he could do more with it. I, I feel like he's just left it to grow and, and doesn't particularly groom it or anything. And it's like, okay, this this is how it is. Whereas yeah. you can tell Roman Reigns, it probably takes him quite a while to get his hair that slick. Quite a while to get it slick. And you, you know, AJ Styles wears his hat all day long. And then he goes on TV and you can tell he's been, he's been wearing his hat all day long because the hair won't move anywhere, but the bottom, uh, yeah, you, you take some pride, take some pride into your overall appearance, Mr. AJ Styles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And I mean, he's called styles uh, and, uh, you know, that his, his hair suggests otherwise at the moment. Boom. We end the calls with a roasting. <laughs> Of AJ Styles' hair, uh, and and somebody brought this up earlier. Um, sorry, not earlier, but I, I heard elsewhere was. Do you think that AJ Styles, given how he's come into the company, he's done really well in ring. I think promos, he's been pretty good as well. Do you think AJ Styles will now have a, I guess, main or title level picture or main event picture for the foreseeable future? Or will he be after this Reigns program when you have Rollins and Cena coming back? Do you think he will be? inserted back into kind of upper mid card and, and having those kind of feuds. That is the big question because we have so many guys coming back that not everyone can be at the top level. I think AJ Styles has made himself in WWE over the last three months, uh, at least to be on the Randy Orton level where Randy Orton may not always be at the main events, but he's an important part of the show. 
I believe AJ Styles has made himself an important part of the show, and he's not going to be sent down at the level of a Dolph Ziggler or a Miz or anyone like that or a Cesaro even. This guy is a guy you can put in the main event slot whenever you want to now. He can have top-level programs with a guy like Seth Rollins or Randy Orton or even John Cena. I, I think most people listening to this right now don't even, haven't even thought about it too highly. But at this point, John Cena and AJ Styles is kind of a dream match. And, and that's a match that I think is not out of the question of us seeing within the next calendar year at all on a prime stage. Not just a raw throwaway match but a match that could be built up to a pay-per-view or a main event, you know, 20 minute clash on a, uh, on a Monday night raw. Uh, this, this match is going to be very big. And I think AJ Styles has made himself to be an important player in WWE. He's going to be on that upper mid card to main event level, probably for the rest of his run, unless something, you know, goes very, very wrong. And, and, and I think as well, he's at that stage where he can not only be featured in the main event, but also be the kind of person who can elevate the, the upcoming talent, I guess, for lack of a better term, and being able to have those kind of high-caliber matches with them, maybe in a way that they've seen uh, guys like Jericho in the past as well. And he also has the disposition, too, of being a guy, you know, and I've I've met AJ Styles, I've worked on a couple of shows with him. He doesn't scream to me to be a super political guy. Like, he no. gets a lot of opportunities, kind of like in the Daniel Bryan role, just because of how good he is and the crowd reactions that he got. He is a guy that may not politic for the at the top spot, but will still be there because they know, you know, this is the new era in WWE after all. And AJ Styles has been shown to be a primetime player in WWE. And, you know, even something small like the WWE.com interviews that come out on Wednesday, AJ Styles has now been a part of two or three of those. And Kevin Owens was a regular on these things. Kevin Owens and AJ Styles are kind of this new era of WWE. These are the guys that came out of nowhere from the independents and, you know, in AJ Styles' case, a little bit higher level than that, of course. But really, in the WWE universe, came out of nowhere. And these now are two guys who are on the upper echelon of WWE for years to come when when someone like John Cena might be gone or when Randy Orton might finally give it up or if injuries happen. Owens and AJ Styles are the new era of WWE, and they're going to be here to stay for as long as they want to. Do, do, do you think they will have almost those guys in parallel with the guys that are very much being pushed by Vince and the, the corporate machine. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to be at the level of Roman Reigns or John Cena. Those two guys are going to be protected as the top guys. Bray Wyatt is kind of on the same level. Bray Wyatt gets protected a lot. A lot of people don't think of Bray Wyatt as this top tier player in WWE, but look at his match results. Look at the programs that he's won. Look at the matches that he's given on the big time pay-per-views, especially WrestleMania. I mean, John Cena and Undertaker back to back. They're going to be on that level, a little bit higher than the Bray Wyatt's, but a little bit under the John Cena and Roman Reigns as they are on what I would call the Randy Orton level where Randy Orton is not going to lose these regular raw matches, but he's also at the same time, not always in the main event. They're always getting him ready for the main event. I think AJ Styles and a guy like Kevin Owens uh, are going to be that upper echelon of the very, 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 very top of the mid card bordering on the uh, the main event big time player status. So I, I see big things for AJ. He may not win every program. You know, he he didn't necessarily win the Chris Jericho program, even though he came out on top by getting the title shot here. He's not going to win the Roman Reigns program, most likely. He probably wouldn't win a program against John Cena, but he's going to be competitive in them and he's going to keep getting these big time opportunities. He's not going to be opening up a raw against the Dolph Ziggler every week or working superstars in main event. And that's one where that's one other area you can tell what they think of AJ Styles. 
this guy isn't working the main events. This guy isn't working the superstars shows. This guy is working strictly Raws and SmackDowns in a big time role. So I, I believe he's going to be at the top for a long period of time. Um, however, at Extreme Rules, so far, everyone who's talked about the main event on our calls today has predicted a Roman Reigns victory. Are you going to make that a clean sweep? Is Roman Reigns going to win on Sunday at Extreme Rules? Uh, the, the contrarian in me wants to say no, but yeah, it, it will definitely be Roman Reigns. I, I would be, I mean, nothing would surprise me with this company. They they, they may just throw in a swerve uh, and have AJ maybe have the belt for a day and then he loses it again on Raw. But I, I think I would be very, very shocked if Roman Reigns doesn't retain on Sunday. Yeah, I, I would too. Uh, Osman calling from London. I want to thank you very much for closing out our calls here today. Thank you, Rob. Earlier before recording this show, I asked those who are following me on Twitter at ShakeThemRopes to send in questions and comments, and we got a pretty good number of them. So I want to thank everyone today who sent in a question or a comment via email or the Twitter feed, as well as those who called in on this show. We got a couple of questions that were actually on similar grounds. Joe Gagne on Twitter asks, which is more likely to happen in WWE, a round robin tournament or war games? And Head Cheese on Twitter asked something somewhat similar. He says, uh, which of these are more likely to happen in WWE? Brock Lesnar losing clean twice. NXT season four superstar Byron Saxton wrestling again. WWE doing a round robin tournament. WWE signing Chuck Taylor or CM Punk fighting in the UFC twice. I think uh, I think we can rule out the CM Punk fighting in UFC twice as I've got him not fighting once in UFC. If you are unfamiliar with my stance on that, go check out the uh, pinned tweet right now at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, but to Joe's question, basically, I think War Games is probably more likely just because it is one of those WWE style one match events that they can build something around, whether it's a network special, whether, whether they actually have it on like a Survivor Series or some type of pay-per-view. A round-robin tournament may be more likely in NXT. I mean, if we're including NXT and developmental, I think a round-robin tournament is somewhat more likely. We, we've seen they're uh, doing tournaments already with the Dusty Classic. We're seeing the Cruiserweight Classic right now coming up here uh, soon. So they're not adverse to doing tournaments. A round-robin tournament is one of those issues where it's not straight brackets. You have to get, uh, you know, people to invest in multiple matches happening, you have to, you, that's where WWE can do their 50, 50 booking, right? If they want to, they can actually do it somewhat more with a round robin tournament. So I would say war games is more happy, more likely to happen on the main roster. If we're including NXT round robin tournament is something I could absolutely see going on at some point as for, uh, as for Byron Saxton wrestling again, I don't think it's likely at this point. I think he's learned from the, mis the mistakes of Alex Riley. Don't leave the booth. You're vulnerable if you leave the booth. Think, I mean, look at Corey Graves. I know, obviously, he wanted to continue wrestling and he's had head concussion issues. But this guy's going to be in WWE much longer now. Much longer. At a more valuable role being on commentary. So good for Corey Graves. CM Punk isn't fighting. Chuck Taylor, I think, yeah, I think the time has come on that guy as far as uh, it's past, I should say. For him signing with WWE, I just don't see it. But with the way NXT is, you never know. You never know who might show up in NXT. Chuck Taylor is uh, is a guy that maybe he gets his shot. Maybe he gets his shot. 
And as far as Brock Lesnar losing clean twice, if we're talking the entire future of WWE losing clean twice, eh, that might be possible. That might be the most likely, actually. Of all of those options that Head Cheese gave us, Brock Lesnar losing clean twice might be the most likely thing that happens here in WWE. We also got a question. Tony on the Twitter feed asks, will Bailey, will NXT's Bailey debut before SummerSlam? And I don't think that's very likely at all. I, in fact, give that a 5% chance. Maybe there's some type of situation that calls for Bailey and they want to get her up. I don't think they're thinking of Bailey coming up before SummerSlam right now. And she's got something going on in NXT. She's still on the Florida house shows. You know, she hasn't even sniffed the main roster house shows for any substantiated stretch. So she's not even on the main event house shows, the main roster house shows to be looked at. So I think she stays in NXT for a while. She's one of the cornerstones of the NXT brand right now as they tour nationwide. And let's face it, NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn, she's probably going to have a big match on that show. She won't be on this TakeOver special in a championship match, but her road to redemption, going back for the title rematch with Asuka, I think is going to be something that happens at TakeOver Brooklyn. So she's got to be there at least until Brooklyn, right? And I don't think that SummerSlam is going to happen. Last year, we did have the issue where, you know, Sasha Banks wrestled both on SummerSlam and the TakeOver show, but that was the Divas Revolution. They had a storyline strictly for her. And maybe that happens again this year. Maybe there's a storyline strictly for Bailey that pops up. But as far as right now, no, I don't think Bailey is going to be on the main roster. And this time before SummerSlam, and I kind of mentioned this on Shake Them Ropes this week, Finn Balor and Bailey are, are in similar boats. I don't see either one of them showing up into the WWE main roster anytime before WrestleMania next year and at least WrestleMania season. You know, you have the Royal Rumble there. The Royal Rumble is certainly a time where new talents can come up. Sami Zayn this year. But Finn Balor and Bailey, I don't see coming up anytime soon. And I would put it towards WrestleMania season next year when we might see them possibly. Continuing on on the uh, mailbag, Ferrante207 on Twitter asks, what is your favorite all-time Sid match? If you uh, follow me on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes, if you listen to Shake Them Ropes, you, you know I'm a big Sid fan. A big Sid fan. But what you may not know is why. Sid in the ring is fine. You know, fine for a big guy. Obviously, he's not going out there and giving you wrestling classics by any means. But he was a legit, real, valid, tough guy in the ring to me. However, the appeal to Sid is more his out-of-the-ring moments. The, the promos that he couldn't get right. The wild demeanor. You know, him not figuring out where which word is going where in his, uh, in his overall speaking ability. The WCW moment that I remember most. and you know, Most people are going to remember the leg break, obviously, that happened at WCW Sin. That's, that's not a good memory for Sid. You know, oh, he broke his ankle. He broke his you know, leg jumping from the top rope into the ring. That's not a good memory. And I remember when they were doing the new blood millionaires club storyline and Sid was the WCW champion at the time. And Eric Bischoff is standing in the center of the ring, telling the millionaires club that you have to give up your championship belts because they were starting over. This was the restart, the restarting of WCW. And Sid is up there with the millionaires club. Eric Bischoff is demanding. He give away his world championship. Sid on the microphone tells Eric Bischoff, if you want this title, why don't you come down here and take it? And here is this big, tough guy Sid 
is your world champion of the company. And Eric Bischoff is in the ring smiling. And his reply is, okay. He gets out of the ring. He goes up to Sid. And he just stands there right in front of Sid like Sid will never do anything to hurt Eric Bischoff and just grabs the title and walks back. I would like it. I would have liked it a little bit better if you're, you know, even though Eric Bischoff's the boss, still be afraid of your world champion. Be afraid of these big, tough guys, because while they shouldn't hit you because you're the boss and you're not a wrestler, they still could. And Eric Bischoff wanted to get himself over. I, I, I have no fear. I'm Eric Bischoff. I'm the boss. I'm in charge of things. And it could have put a little bit more heat. Just those small little things. Eric Bischoff being a little bit afraid of Sid. You know, just walking up a little slowly and hesitant to take the championship. Or finding some other way to do that whole thing regardless. But that is one of my all-time favorite Sid moments. Is him giving up the championship to Eric Bischoff. I, I, I was in Fort Wayne when WWE Raw came just a couple of years ago. When Heath Slater was doing his call-outs of the... Uh, he wasn't even calling out really the legends. He was more so cutting a promo in the ring and a random legend would come out and beat him up really quickly. I was at the Fort Wayne raw where Sid came back to raw and took on. Heath Slater gave him the power bomb, pinned him one, two, three. And that was a cool live moment because I had seen Sid before in WCW, but it was an unexpected last chance to see Sid in the ring at raw in the WWE ring and pinning Heath Slater. So that was a fun moment. Uh, those two, those two are my all-time favorite Sid moments. Obviously, I didn't see much of Sid's early career live because I was a, a a wee little youngster. Having been born in 1985, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of the young Sid as far as what I can remember. But seeing the seeing the WCW and WWE Sid, and then going back, obviously, I've gone back and watched a lot of his old moments, but what'll stick out are the things I watched live. The thing on Nitro. The thing I got to see in person on WWE Raw. Those are my favorite Sid moments, but as far as matches, I'm not going to remember most of Sid's late career because it really wasn't all that special as far as in ring. But do I like Sid? Yeah. Is Sid a badass? Oh, yeah. Manu Romero. Manu asks, I can't call in, but I would like to know about your opinion on who will be the next UK wrestler to break out in the United States. Who will be the next UK wrestler? Because we've had quite a few of them lately. We, the, you know, the... The UK scene, for those Europeans out there who follow your scene closely, I mean, it's been blowing up. It's a very legit independent scene, and a lot of the stars in the United States are now coming from there. Zack Sabre, Marty Skrull, Will Ospreay, who's signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling, is going to be a big star over there. They're breaking out now, and it is the independent style of uh, pro wrestlers, those who can be a little bit free in what their, uh, what their style is. I mean, Zack Sabre's style is different than Marty Skrull's, who's different than Will Ospreay. They all get to do their own little thing. And uh, we've seen a lot of them break out. Mark Haskins. Mark Haskins is a guy that got a little bit of exposure in TNA, but really hasn't broken out on the U.S. scene through a PWG or an Evolve, uh, but still has the talent to do so. On the women's side, there's one that I was actually just alerted to recently, and her name is Pollyanna. Pollyanna doesn't have a lot under her belt right now, but she's in Progress Wrestling, one of the companies that are sending talents to the Cruiserweight Classic. She's in progress wrestling and the way Shimmer is going, Dave Prezak's Shimmer organization in Chicago brings in women from all over the world for one or two day tapings to tape a lot of matches, to tape DVDs that can be purchased later from SmartMart Video. They bring in talents from all over the place, Japan, Europe, all over the United States, some that you may not see in promotions. 
And Pollyanna is one that, you know, Rob Reed of Voices of Wrestling alerted me to, says that this is a woman who could possibly break out if she comes over to Shimmer at some point. And Shimmer really is the place to find like the new up and coming women talent as far as those who are going to be on the independent scene. So someone to watch out for is Pollyanna. Uh, a couple of other names, obviously, just going on who can break out is a tough question because they really have to get the opportunity to do so here. Someone has to bring them all the way from Europe here. Uh, Jack Gallagher is a guy that, you know, whiffed Cruiserweight Classic mentions, uh, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, maybe that's a name that breaks out a little bit. So there are names in the UK scene that have not hit here in the United States that are that are maybe must-watch, must-watch so that you can get familiar with them if they do break out here. But those are the, some of the names from the UK scene. If if there are names that I'm not mentioning, I am. I will tell you right now, I'm not as familiar with the UK scene as I'm going to be with Japan or the US. If there are names out there and, and you think someone is on the breakout level and you want the listeners to know who they are, hit me up at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Tom Bobo on the chat room asks, project what NXT will look like in three months or in six months. Now, in, in three months, we're going to be at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. You know, we are going to be going into the SummerSlam season. So what does NXT look like in three months? Pretty similar to what it looks like now. Finn Balor likely will be out of the title picture. He gets his championship match in the cage against Samoa Joe on June 8th. And after that, if Samoa Joe wins, Finn Balor is probably out of the title picture. Who goes in there? Well, we're going to have a big takeover match to kind of determine who the who the big star is, the big number two star, it, it looks like. So I would say Shinsuke Nakamura, you can't keep him out of the title picture forever. He's not going to lose matches. At some point, you got to move him up to the title picture. And isn't that a match? That, that really is like a dream match. Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura. It has happened in NXT, but it's happened on the house shows. It's happened on the live events. Put that in front of a live crowd, put that on TV. And that's something pretty special. Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura. And remember, in three months, we're going to be at TakeOver Brooklyn. They got to fill a 6,000-seat uh, order there. Now, they're going to be an arena that can carry a lot more than that. Last year, we fit about, uh, I think we fit about 13,000 in there for TakeOver Brooklyn. I know their goal was 6,000. They ended up blowing past that. This year, I got to figure their goal is still 6,000, and maybe they do blow past it again and get to that 12, 13,000 number again. Very well possible. And to get there... Shinsuke Nakamura versus Samoa Joe might be the very best match you can put on as far as NXT regulars. Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura as your main event. So I would figure that Finn Balor, maybe he's toiling around with the Austin Aries types. Maybe maybe that's your undercard, you know, big single star match. But Shinsuke Nakamura is probably going to be in the main event scene. And so is Samoa Joe. On the women's side, that's where I would figure your Bailey rematch hits. Asuka and Bailey for the championship. And then outside of that, we may have a couple of new faces. We already got new new way Jose down there. We have TM61, the new Nick Miller and Shane Thorne, the former uh, TMDK tag team from Pro Wrestling Noah. Those guys are in. Those guys are here. And they're going to be a bigger part of the NXT tag team division. So when we project out six months, that is where you're looking. You're looking at the no way Jose is stepping up into a higher profile. You're looking at... TM61 stepping out into a higher profile. Finn Balor's probably still around. Samoa Joe's probably still around. I don't really see a lot of NXT call-ups in the next six months. I think once we get to WrestleMania season and beyond, that's when we're going to start seeing another reshuffling of the talent in NXT, whether it be from releases, whether it be from people moving up to the main roster. 
whether it be just new guys who want to get on the screen. Because you know who's close is Tino Sabatelli. If you watched NXT Breaking Ground on the WWE Network, you know Tino Sabatelli is the guy they focused on a lot. And I don't think it's too much longer before we see him in a regular role on NXT. So NXT won't look incredibly different, but there will be one or two new pieces. And the people in the main event picture will be a little different. But otherwise, six months ain't a long time in pro wrestling. Not, not a lot changes in six months. And that's funny to say, after the first six months of this year we've had where everything has changed. You know, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson are in the main event picture on Raw. They weren't even in the company six months ago. John Cena's out. Seth Rollins is out. Bray Wyatt's out. Randy Orton's out. Daniel Bryan is officially retired. Roman Reigns is the world champion. There has been a lot that's changed from six months ago in WWE main roster, but that type of brash, quick, swift change doesn't always happen. And I think we've had our fill of that in the last six months to where we can kind of go back to, uh, you know, the six months in pro wrestling not being a very long time for things to change. And that's okay. That's okay. NXT not changing a a whole ton in six months isn't a bad thing necessarily because they got a lot of good pieces down there right now. And and where does Bobby Roode fit in? We saw Bobby Roode on Takeover Dallas. You know he's gonna make a uh, make a statement when he comes in. So we will uh, we will see. But in the next six months, certainly an exciting time in NXT with the talent that's already there. That closes up the mailbag. Thanks everyone for sending in questions and comments at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. It is New Japan's Best of the Super Juniors, and Ring of Honor has made some match announcements for their return to the St. Louis area next. If you're a fan of Shake Them Ropes, you know we've been running down the top 100 matches on WWE Network to watch before you die. It's a list WWE.com put out about a year and a half ago. Well, now WWE shop has in book form the greatest 100 matches ever. The 100 greatest matches in a hardcover book available at WWE shop. You can get it right now at voicesofwrestling.com slash WWE shop. If you buy this, if you're buying a couple of shirts or if you're making any purchase on WWE shop, go through voicesofwrestling.com slash WWE shop. Any order over $50, you can save $5 by entering promo code WWE Voices 5. That's WWE Voices and the number 5. Enter that code at checkout. You can save $5 off of any order over 50 whether you're getting the new Kevin Owens shirt, the new Shinsuke Nakamura shirts that are out, or anything at WWE Shop. Visit voicesofwrestling.com slash WWE Shop. Promo code WWE Voices 5. CM Punk caused a little bit of a stir today. If you were on Twitter during the afternoon, UFC and the United Center, or it might have been Allstate Arena, wherever UFC is running in Chicago, tweeted out a photo of CM Punk in a Bulls jersey. In Chicago, a lot of people jumping to the conclusion that CM Punk was going to have a match announcement made for the return to Chicago. Not the case. He was there as a, a promo selling tickets, which is basically what he does for UFC. He's a brand ambassador more than he is a fighter because he's probably not ever fighting in UFC. And it's, again, not anything that is his fault. 
the age has gotten there. The injuries are getting there. The fact that he is not a professional fighter. He trains in the gym. He's a guy who trains in the gym. That's what he is. And if you're a guy who trains in the gym at 40 years old, it's not likely you're going to be a UFC fighter. It may have been unrealistic. I know CM Punk wants to prove everyone wrong. I am on the firm belief that he will never fight in UFC strictly because of age and other factors and, and flukes happen. UFC fighters fluke, get fluked out, get injuries. Do I think he wants it? Maybe. Do I think he would do it just to prove everyone wrong? Absolutely. But it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. But that was a little bit of a stir today on Twitter. CM Punk. We got the best of the Super Junior starting late tonight on uh, on Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night in Japan. We got the best of the Super Juniors beginning the very first night taking place at Corican Hall in Tokyo. This is where basically every Super Junior match in the A block will take place. Every A block match takes place. We get it kicked off, and then tomorrow the B block will happen. The first night, Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly is the main event. Rusuke Taguchi going up against Matt Seidel. Ghetto and Bushi. David Finley, who is replacing Nick Jackson. I believe he's actually replacing Matt Jackson here. Going up against Rocky Romero. Those are the replacements. The Young Bucks are not going to be in this tournament. They were originally supposed to be in this tournament. David Finley and Chase Owens are taking their places due to injuries. But the A block kicks off tonight, and the B block takes place tomorrow. A very interesting best of the Super Juniors. It would have been super interesting had the Young Bucks been able to stay in, but unfortunately that just wasn't the case. Uh, You got some favorites in the A block being, I think, Bushi and Kushida. Kyle O'Reilly might be up there. Matt Seidel's in the A block too. I think most, I don't know. I don't actually don't know what most are predicting. You know, VoicesOfWrestling.com, we're doing the Pick'em tournament. Over 100 entries. You know, pick who's going to win each match. Pick who's going to win each block. Who's going to be the champion. A very fun event. Very fun event. I haven't seen the results. I don't know what people are choosing. If it were me and I was sending this in, I would think somehow we're going to get, somehow we're going to get Bushi probably winning the block. Maybe even Kushida. I can see Kushida winning the block and then he goes off to the championship of best of the super juniors and maybe he gets beaten there, setting someone up for a junior heavyweight title match down the line. But I would have Bushi and Kushida somewhere, uh, maybe flip-flop, but I would have Bushi at one and Kushida at two. In the B block kicking off tomorrow, you got Beretta. Bobby Fish, Chase Owens, Jushin Liger, Ricochet, Tiger Mask, Volador Jr., and Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay is the hot one. I would go on to say that I think Will Ospreay is winning this block. And we could see Will Ospreay versus Kushida in a non-title match for the best of the Super Juniors with Will Ospreay winning, and maybe that's how you get the rematch. Will Ospreay versus Kushida. Was a great match the first time. Could be a great match the second time. You have the rubber match now for the junior heavyweight championship at Dominion. Very big possibility there. Interesting matchup too, because I know New Japan is is selling like crazy the idea that Ricochet will meet Will Ospreay in this tournament as a dream match. And it is. Has it happened before? Sure. Yes, it has. Happened over WrestleMania weekend. But really, this is a, this is a huge stage in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that'll be a big match. Ricochet... Will Ospreay in the same block. What I'm looking forward to, too, is Ricochet and Bobby Fish. 
Bobby Fish, who over the ROH War of the Worlds tour, on the Global Wars pay-per-view, got a win over heavyweight Tomohiro Ishii, and now here he is in the best of the Super Juniors. I, I have to think Bobby Fish is going to have a, a pretty stunning record. But how stunning if he's not going to win his block? And he won't. You got Bobby Fish, you got Kyle O'Reilly on opposite ends, so we won't see a matchup there unless somehow they made the finals. Ricochet and Matt Seidel on opposite ends of the block. And they are your junior heavyweight tag team champions. So somewhere, could we see a setup for a junior heavyweight tag team clash? Maybe Bobby Fish pins Ricochet. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly pins Matt Seidel in singles matches. And boom, there's your Red Dragon rematch. Very interesting tournament. If you have not already, go follow VoicesOfWrestling.com slash forums. Go check that link out. You can discuss this tournament with a whole bunch of other fans at VoicesOfWrestling.com. There's previews up at VoicesOfWrestling.com too. Maybe you're unfamiliar with the tournament. Go check it out. There's a beginner's guide to New Japan Pro Wrestling on the Voices of Wrestling website as well. If you've never followed it before, get all the scoop on who's hot right now, who are the big players to watch, what do these tournaments mean? All at VoicesOfWrestling.com. I wanted to mention too, Ring of Honor, their road to best of the world. They announced a couple of matches for the return to the St. Louis area in Collinsville, Illinois. Main event already announced Jay Briscoe and War Machine going up against Jay Lethal and The Addiction, the world champion and the tag team champions. Jay Lethal and The Addiction in your main event against Jay Briscoe and War Machine. You got Adam Cole and Kama Itachi on that show, so Ring of Honor finally understanding that, hey, Kama Itachi is a guy we should probably showcase a little bit higher. So New Japan's own Kama Itachi going up the Bullet Club's Adam Cole. And we also had Leo Rush announced versus Alex Shelley. So we're getting some singles matches with some of the new guys in Ring of Honor, Kama Itachi and Leo Rush. I know there was a lot of criticism over the War of the Worlds tour where Kama Itachi and Leo Rush in prelim matches and unimportant matches, there was a lot of criticism for Ring of Honor not understanding the talents that they had at their disposal and doing nothing with them. But now it looks like maybe we maybe you were a little under a uh, little jump in the gun there. A little bit. Just a tad. And here we get the uh, promotion. Now, do I think Kamatachi will win his match? Probably not. Do I think Leo Rush will win his match? Probably not. I think we're going to get an Adam Cole win, most surely. And we're going to get a Alex Shelley win. But at least they're in singles matches that are somewhat important. They're not going to be on the pre-show, as Kamatachi was so much over the last tour. Kamatachi debuting in PWG this Friday. If you're listening over the weekend, it's already happened. But Kamatachi, a replacement for Zack Sabre. Zack Sabre injured in Germany a couple of weeks ago, was unable to come to the U.S. to wrestle for PWG. And Kamatachi was his replacement. Michael Elgin versus Kamatachi, a match happening at PWG tonight. So that crowd getting a chance to see Kamatachi, uh, I would think he'll get over like gangbusters. And Kamatachi will begin to cement his rise if that is something you can actually do. Can you cement a rise? Because if you're cemented, you're probably not rising anymore. Either way, he's going to make a name for himself here in PWG. And then do we all turn and laugh at Ring of Honor for not making Kamatachi their big thing and letting PWG do it first? AAW in the Midwest looking to get Kamatachi on their show. These promotions who know what they're doing are trying to get Kamatachi. Would not be surprised if AIW Wrestling, Absolute Intense in Cleveland, at some point gets Kamatachi. 
they seem to be on the pulse of things too. Watch out for this Kama Itachi. If you don't know anything about him, go to ROHwrestling.com. They do have a little bit of information about Kama Itachi. You can also check out all of the reviews from uh, New Japan shows at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Go to YouTube, of course. YouTube is a good resource. And if you go to YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash YouTube. I would be very thankful of you to do that. So that is some of the news happening over the weekend. Road to Best in the World getting some matches. Ring of Honor rolls into Indianapolis the night after their St. Louis return. And he got Best of the Super Juniors beginning. The Cruiserweight Classic. Tickets have gone on sale for that show. Tickets are sold out for the live finale on September 14th. There are still some tickets, though, available. If you go on there and want to catch one of these shows, one of the tapings for the Cruiserweight Classic, there are tickets still available, actually, for a couple of the middle events. You might see some semifinals matches on some of these events here, so you will see the big stars in the Cruiserweight Classic. You can still get tickets for the full-sale return of the Cruiserweight Classic at the NXT Ticket website. Just Google NXT Tickets, and you'll be able to find all of that. Of course, we will have coverage of the Cruiserweight Classic at Voices of Wrestling. Jeff and I will talk Cruiserweight Classic on Shake Them Ropes, so make sure you're following us at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. We are now at the end of this uh, debut Rob McCarran solo show, the untitled Rob McCarran solo show. Who knows why I decided to do this? I honestly couldn't give you an answer, but if you made it this far, I hope you'd enjoyed the show. If you have not subscribed to the Shake Them Ropes audio feed already, I encourage you to do so. It is free. It is available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, really any podcast platform. We're also available on YouTube. Uh, If you want to go subscribe to us on iTunes, I would encourage you to leave a rating and review. It would help uh, our show out. It would help others who may be looking for a new pro wrestling podcast uh, a chance to find us. It gets us a little bit more well-known in the iTunes algorithm, whatever they use. So uh, please, I encourage you to leave a rating and review You can get to our show on iTunes by searching iTunes for Shake Them Ropes or get the the show via this link. It is bit.ly slash str iTunes. That is bit.ly slash str iTunes. The link is also available on every post that we make at VoicesOfWrestling.com for Shake Them Ropes. It is free. I would hope that you go, even if you don't subscribe via iTunes, it would really help us out. Uh, It just takes a moment of your time. I would appreciate it if you go and rate and review our podcast. Give us any star rating you want from one to five. You can do whatever you want there. But just uh, I ask if you enjoy the show, go help us out by relieving a rating and review. Again, you can find the show also on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, YouTube, and almost every other podcasting platform. You can catch me on Twitter at ShakeThemRose. Find all the information about what we're doing with the audio feeds and much more at ShakeThemRose. Jeff and I will be back on Sunday night after Extreme Rules, talking the show live on YouTube, voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube. We hope to see many, if not all of you there on Sunday night. So long for this very first edition of the untitled Rob McCarran solo vanity show. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.